The Oklahoma City Thunder see their losing streak swell to five. They sign Aaron Wiggins to a NBA contract. Darius Baisley and Alexei Pokashevsky are starting to roll. Have they figured it out? Have they put it all together? Find out on today's episode of Locked On Thunder on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, brought to you by BetOnline.net. You're going to dive into Oklahoma City Thunder signing Aaron Wiggins to a full-time NBA deal. What comes next for that open two-way spot? The Thunder take on the Bulls and Sixers in a back-to-back. Pokashevsky playing very well and has Darius Baisley finally put it all together. But again, this show is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline has you covered the season for all the props and odds and lines. More of them than ever before. BetOnline is where the game starts. And let's start with Aaron Wiggins and his new NBA contract. So Aaron Wiggins was the 55th overall pick. In the 2021 NBA draft, he signs a four-year deal. He was on that two-way contract. This continues the streak of Sam Presti converting two-way contracts into standard NBA deals. Of course, with Deontay Burton and Lou Dort and Moses Brown. And then you find the success with Lou Dort. You're hoping to find the same success with Aaron Wiggins. So this is how the Wiggins deal breaks down. $1 million this year, roughly. 1.5 next year, fully guaranteed. 1.8 the year after that a non-guaranteed year three, and then a $1.9 million club option in year four. He hits restricted free agency in 2025-2026. He played in 32 games so far with 18 starts, averaging seven points per game, three rebounds per game, an assist, and 48% shooting from the floor, 32% from deep, and 69% at the line, 36% in the corner as a three-point shooter. He's only 23 years old. Is per 100 possessions, they go up to 16.5 points per game, eight rebounds, two steals, and nearly uh, two assists a game as well. Huge defensive upside. And this move was a long time coming. We all predicted it for so long. And mentioning it whenever Gabriel Deck got waived, that that spot was for Wiggins, but not right away. They wanted to see how they could utilize their roster at the deadline and taking on maybe two-for-one deals, salary dumps, they were evaluating everything. They eventually did make that trade for Casey Akpala over the weekend. Uh, you know, we talked about that over the weekend where how they traded for him and then waived him. That trade was made on Wednesday. And that was kind of all that was out there for the trade deadline. So they made the trade for Casey Akpala to waive him to utilize that uh, compensation as an amendment to the first round pick with the Heat and make their first round pick better. So after the dust settled on the deadline and everything cleared out, they remained with that open roster spot and they signed Aaron Wiggins to a full time deal as we all expected them to do. And so, obviously, this is huge for Aaron Wiggins, who was five picks away from being undrafted, five picks away from suffering the same fate as Lou Dort and going undrafted. And so he was in that same boat as Lou Dort, even though his name was called by Mark Tatum in the second round. Still, he had to prove himself. He had to assert himself into this league. Nothing was guaranteed to him. Nothing was 
you know, handed to him. But on that two-way deal, he played exceptional. He was one of the most highly impactful rookies in this entire class, which is a historic one. And in this season, he, of course, had the ankle injury that sidelined him until this weekend. But still, he was very good in those 30-some games he played prior to the injury. And so what does this mean for the future? Now, you hope that he is productive. Matching Lou Dort's productivity would be very hard as another guy who got his contract guaranteed from the two-way deal to a standard NBA deal because Lou Dort has turned himself into one of the best defenders in the NBA, uh, a starting-level player on, on different teams, uh, and somebody who around the league, you know, star players respect when they go up against him. So that's going to be very hard to do. However, I do think that this is different than Moses Brown or Deontay Burton or any of these other two-way guys you might remember from years past. This is something that's more sustainable, something that is more just fluid, not, not as fluid as those other guys, right? With Moses Brown last year, I said on the podcast forever, he was a gimmicky player, and it's nice that he's collecting all these stats on a rebounding team. He works very hard, seems like a really good guy, but it was a gimmick that you can only really use him in matchup-based uh, situations where you're just trying to throw something new out there and a different wrinkle at your you know, opposition. So... I think that with this situation with Wiggins, you will have the opportunity now to see him progress and see him grow as a player, obviously just 23 years old, but also have more success than Moses Brown or Deontay Burton, who had their contracts converted. And the reason for that is, as a rookie, Aaron Wiggins is playing really good defense. Like he is playing above average defense as a rookie, which is very hard to do in the NBA. And this is an organization that prides itself on developing defense and squeezing out any talent you have defensively. And I think that they can make him from an above average defender to a good defender to an elite defender one day. And his three-point shot has a ton of upside as well. And he can be a nice 3 and D option. So again, you hope he matches the productivity from Ludor in, this, in the sense of he sticks around all four years of this deal and he's good enough to be on this team for four years at least. But... His version of productivity looks different than Lou Dort's because for Wiggins, let's not kind of put too much on him right now just because his deal got converted. He's still a guy who, with everything going right, I think can be somebody who has a huge impact on the playoff series, who is in your eight, nine-man rotation whenever these things start to shrink and you start to try to win more games in the clutch. He can be a 3 and D guy. Is he going to be a starter? Is he going to be an all-star caliber player? He's going to be an all-defensive guy. He's going to be a defensive player of the year candidate. He's going to be an uh, all-NBA guy. No, I think he's going to be a solid player that does the right thing on the floor each and every game that helps you lock down second units and helps you spark an offense whenever you have all these creators that you're compiling, right? Think of how many creators the Thunder already have. SGA, Josh Giddy, Trey Mann creates for himself and others. They have all these creators. This is a nice option for them to kick out to. So a 3 and D guy that can be in your nine-man, eight-man playoff rotation, that's in, that's incredibly valuable. And to get that at pick 55 is something that helps leap your, your projected timeline forward by quite a bit. And so I do think that this has more staying power than Burton or Brown, even if it's not the incredible ceiling that Lou Dort has hit with being that defensive stalwart that can uh, change series and can, and can change organizations and can do the things Lou Dort can do. But there is no shame in being a guy who's going to be a highly impactful playoff player. That's hard to find in the NBA. Again, think of how many Thunder teams in the past have had the star power but haven't had the depth. Wiggins is an incredible depth piece. 
Jeremiah Robinson Earl, incredible depth piece. You got to find your star, right? Your star to co-sign with SGA and Giddy, right? You got to find that other star with them, which is going to be very hard, but you're filling out a nice and lengthy roster right now, which is going to help you in the long run, even if it's not the, the flashy picks right now, right? Everyone's fiending for Josh Giddy, of course, and SGA as they're kind of the flashy names, but the difference in getting over that hump is not only those guys, but it's also guys like Jerry and Wiggins. So happy for him who came in this league with nothing guaranteed to him, almost went undrafted and was able to solidify himself in this league. I mean, I think that he will survive all four years of the steal. I think that he'll be a Dorian Finney-Smith type of guy where take a shot on him in the draft and you, you have really no expectations with him. And then he becomes one of the best three and D guys that, that you can have and signs a, a massive extension at the end of this four year deal. So I, I'm, I'm rooting for him to have that success. I think he will. Uh, that's my projection for him. And now Dorian Finney Smith is a starting little player for the Mavericks and is a guy that's helping Luca try to get over that hump and win a playoff series this season. So we'll see, we'll see what happens on the Wiggins front, but congratulations to him for getting that full-time NBA deal. Uh, so we'll talk about, the back-to-back games, including Pokashevsky and Basley coming up. But first, I want to say right now, but our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. It's fantastic, folks. And around this time, you usually kind of give up on your New Year's resolutions. But with Built Bar, it's easy to stay the course if you're trying to be like me and trying to diet right and do all the things you need to do to be healthier. The reason why Built Bar is so incredible is that it not only gives you energy, it's not only high in protein, low in calories, not only tastes like a candy bar, but there are so many different flavored options for you to choose from. During those long days, you can just be powered by a Built Bar. They're fantastic for you. And again, the different options really help me personally because there's not that repetition. They have incredible flavors like cookies and cream, which is my personal favorite. They have a new one, white chocolate cookies and cream, which is going to be my next favorite. And then coconut almond, coconut, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, just to have so many ones to choose from and coming out with new flavors each and every day that you can find on Built.com. Uh, it's just easy to cycle through and never get bored of doing the right thing and eating Built Bar. So go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15. That's 15% off your next order. Built.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off your next order at Built.com. We are back on the Locked On Thunder podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your teams every day. Folks, thank you for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. For your second listen, go check out the Lockdown Now podcast. Lockdown Now is a nightly recap show of every NBA game with breakdowns from our local expert. It's free and available on all platforms wherever you get podcasts from, including the Lockdown NBA YouTube channel. So go back and listen to those uh, every single morning from the night before. You're going to hear local analysis on every single game that way you're caught up to date on what's happening around the association. So go check it out, Locked On Now podcast, and also on the Locked On NBA YouTube page, wherever you get podcasts from. It's free and available, just like we are. Free and available every single time. So subscribe for free across all platforms, including the platform of YouTube. So make sure you're doing that for Locked On Thunder and Locked On Now. If you've been a longtime listener of Locked On Thunder, you know that since I took over this podcast before the bubble, I've been all about Darius Baisley. And he's starting to turn the corner a little bit. Baisley versus the Bulls, three blocks, two steals, five assists, eight rebounds, 17 points. Against the Sixers, 14 points, a block, a steal, an assist, 15 rebounds, 
50% from the floor, 50% from three. In the last five games, Darius Baisley has started all five of them, 16 points per game, two assists per game, a rebound per game, I should say a block per game, eight rebounds per game, 75% from the line, 38% from three, nearly 39%, 38.9% from three on three attempts per game, 42% from the floor, a turnover and a foul a game. Just, just one turnover, one foul in 33 minutes per game. The big thing here to me, not only is he now in this last five-game stretch, which again is a small sample size, in this last five-game stretch, he's not only hitting his threes at a high enough clip to be a really good player given his defensive approach and his defensive impact, but he's cutting down on those turnovers. And while playing elite defense, he's only fouling once per game in this last five stretch, which is a big deal. Because whenever you play elite defense, you want to stay on the floor. And you can't stay on the floor if you're in foul trouble for half the game. That separates defenders, right? There's a lot of categories of defenders. There's the guys who don't even try. There's the guys who try and just aren't physically gifted enough to stay in front of these specimens in the NBA that are just incredible and jaw-dropping and masterful. And then there's average defenders. And then there's good defenders. And the leap from good to great is can you stay on the floor defensively? Once you're a good defender, can you stay there by not fouling? By not picking up two quick ones in the first quarter, now they've got to pull you. And now we're running from the end of the first quarter to the middle of the second quarter without one of our best defenders. And Baisley avoiding fouls has been great because he can still stay in games, especially with the Thunder's lack of depth at times in this stretch, given their injuries. But another big factor is the one turnover per game. Especially as you see Baisley play better and gain confidence and get cooking offensively and adding that offensive tool to his defense. How many times have we seen Baisley start to feel it offensively and then just drive to the rim on four people, spinning through the lane, he loses the ball. Or drives the lane on four people, jumps in the air, realizes, oh, wait, there's literally four hands on my face, and tries to pass out of it, and it's just an errant pass from him himself jumping in the air, and it's another turnover. Ducking his head, having tunnel vision at the rim, has created a ton of turnovers for Darius Baisley. A ton of them. And it mostly comes when he's playing well or trying to force things. And right now, he's playing well. He's not forcing things, and he's not doing those bad habits anymore. And again, five games is a small sample size. But we've said it all season long, so we have to give him credit whenever he does it. He's had a really good time in his career and a really easy time in his career of building bad games onto bad games. He's been very bad at his career in terms of turning good games into good games. So stacking success for him has been a big problem. And now that he is stacking success, he does need credit for it, especially with the way that this fan base as a whole has kind of reacted to him throughout the last two years. And so maybe Baisley's figured it out. Maybe he's found out the secret formula on how he himself can be a very good NBA player. Or maybe this is just a good five-game stretch and tonight against the Knicks, he'll just be bad. But either way, these five games right here deserve to be celebrated. I'm not sure which one it is. You know that my personal belief is that Darius Baisley can be a very impactful NBA player, can be a starting-level player, if not a seventh man, sixth man, on a rotation or in a rotation for any NBA team, including good championship-level teams. And you know that I think he's so athletic and, and, and long and has great defense and can be utilized offensively better than the Thunder utilized him last year. They're getting better at it this year in terms of putting him in good spots to succeed, but still not great at it. And personally, I'm buying into this five-game streak, but I don't blame anybody who still has the reservations about it. But we should all agree that he deserves a ton of credit for it. Another player with a great short streak is 
Alexei Pokashevsky. Pokashevsky looks like he's figured it out. He looks much more relaxed, much more comfortable than he ever has. And I think it's it's important to note he's 20 years old. He's a seven-footer. He's played 85 career NBA games. A normal NBA season is 82 games. So he's barely over a rookie status, so to say. In his last four games, he's averaging 13 points per game, six rebounds per game, an assist, a steal, and nearly two blocks per game. He's shooting 61% from the floor and 50% from three. Against the Bulls, seven points, three blocks, four rebounds. The Sixers, 15 points, a block, a steal, six rebounds. This four-game stretch, albeit a small sample size, is why you see this organization continue to pour into Pokashevsky. And why I said a couple weeks ago, this organization is not going to give up on, on, on Poku because it's Presti's project. It's somebody that Sam Presti believes in. He couldn't even contain his excitement during the draft portion, right? A, a draft cycle of his 2022 NBA draft. Everybody knew he was going to take Pokashevsky. The Mavericks and other teams use that as leverage to get Presti to trade up to the Timberwolves pick to get Pokashevsky. And you don't give up on a player who you knew coming in was going to be a long-term project, who Fran Fischilla, who's one of the best overseas scouts there is, said he's two years away from being two years away on draft night. You don't give up on him after 82 games, after 85 games. You just don't. You just don't. And these blue stints have been good for him, you know, being with the G League team and seeing his role change with the blue versus with the thunder has been good for him. And the reason I'm more excited for the second half of the season, if you kind of count the all-star break as the halfway point, even though mathematically it's not for the second half of the all-star break for Pokashevsky is that I think that you'll get the more stability of minutes in a rotation. And also because I think he's finally putting it together in the sense of he's never looked this confident and this relaxed. There's been times where Pokashevsky takes wild shots or, or attempts wild passes, and we kind of attribute that to confidence. And I've done it too. I think it's more so should be attributed to him kind of pressing to impress, right? Trying to do too much. Maybe even faux confidence, if you want to put it that way. But he's making some fantastic reads on both ends of the floor. He's playing a measured and mature game. And this is why early in the year, you saw the Thunder limit his minutes, and he was playing at times five minutes, going three games without playing, then 10 minutes here, then 12 here, and then a great first half here, and why didn't he play the second half? It's because the Thunder were trying to get him and pull the reins on him to get him to this moment right now, where you can let the leash off him and play him 20 minutes a night, 22 minutes a night, 30 minutes even, and have him still stay measured as if he's only going to play five, and still play under control, and not try to do too much. His basketball savviness has looked a lot better over these last four games. It really has. It, it looks like he's been in the film room. I know that we all want to see Pokashevsky in the weight room, and we all overblow how much he needs to gain weight and muscle. As I said this summer, there's a way for Pokashevsky to carve out a better NBA path for him than just simply, well, he's got to bulk up. He's got to eat 50 burgers a day and bulk up. That, that is a lazy cop-out for explaining Pokashevsky's game. It's easy to say, but there's a pathway for him to be great without putting on 50 pounds of muscle. Just because he looks like a twig doesn't mean he cannot use his size to his advantage. And these 14 minutes against Chicago, 
And over this weekend, this four-game stretch, he's looked fantastic. So we'll see how it continues to develop and grow as we continue this season and into next year as well. I also said before the season that Poku might not take that big leap year one to two. He might be a player that's very common in the NBA that takes a leap year two to three. So a lot to look forward to with Pokushevsky. And also a lot to look forward to when you go to our good friends over at betonline.net. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full swing, both pro and college hoops, where all of this odds, totals, player performance props, and wherever else you need to get fired up to uh, see where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best sports uh, for your sports betting source. Podcast news, scores, odds, props, lines, everything. They have it all this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net has hockey, boxing, UFC, and even Olympic coverage and information. So head on over to the website today. And for the latest mobile updates, go check them out at BetOnline.net. BetOnline is where the game starts. See all the trends of the latest news, action, and lines at BetOnline.net where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked on Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Make sure you go check out Locked on Bets also for your second listen. It's your daily one-stop shop for all gambling needs. Locked on Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert breakdowns and analysis from our great guy over at Lee Sterling, who's done this for a long, long time. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts from, including on YouTube, Locked on Bets. Go check them out. We are back. On the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, it's your teams every day. Huge shout out to Lou Dort. Five threes, a steal, two rebounds, an assist. That's 14 free throw attempts. He made 10 of them, but 14 free throw attempts. Five for 12 from three, eight for 19 overall, 31 points, three fouls, one turnover, 37 minutes. We talked about this last year with SGA, but the difference in your scoring category, five points per game to 10 points per game, 10 to 15, 20 to 25, Things like that is simple free throw attempts and the amount of times you can get to the line. Now, granted, Lou Dort will not get to the line 14 times every single game, but that number continuing to rise will be great for Lou Dort's game. And, and tonight he also hit 5-3, so that was uh, very impressive as well. The Thunder had a block party against Chicago. It was Roby with three blocks and three steals, Bays with three blocks, and Polk with three blocks. That really set the tone. That's a 10th time in Thunder history that they've done that, had three players with three blocks, and the first time since 2016 that they've done that. Josh Giddy had his second career triple-double. He's the first and second youngest player to notch a triple-double now. He played in 32 minutes, 11 points, 10 assists, 12 rebounds, three turnovers, one for two from three, 40% from the floor. I mentioned the minutes uh, played, 32, because Mark has talked about how the Thunder are going to try to pull back his minutes a bit due to the fact that he's never played in a season this long before and never had this workload before, and they want to make sure they're managing him very well. I wonder if, as he creeps back up to 32 minutes in this game, I wonder if post-All-Star break, he gets another period of time where he gets ramped back up before the end of the year where he's kind of eased back down as he starts to hit that rookie wall that everyone hits, including last year. We saw Tiel Maldon last year, who led the team in minutes played last year. We saw him hit a, hit a rookie wall. So it happens to everybody, uh, and it'll surely happen to Giddy more than likely. And uh, we'll see how the Thunder manage that, especially with his minutes played, because that is a big deal to have that different kind of taxing workload on you that you've had before. Uh, so I think that that's an adjustment period from him. He's mentioned before how he talks to a lot of the uh, other Australian players who have made the jump to the NBA and have very successful careers about how they manage their bodies and time and how they manage everything about this new and 
a different and longer season. So he has a lot of good mentors in that capacity that'll really help him. His dad and his mom were professional players. His dad was also a professional coach. Like he's got a lot of good people in his corner to kind of guide him through this uh, transition. And one of those things to help guide him is the fact that the Thunder are taking some loads off him on certain nights to help manage manage the uh, wear and tear throughout an NBA season. In this game, Tail Malone, Derek Favors, and Vic Christie were DMP CDs. And then, of course, SGA still out with an ankle injury. Mike Muscala still out with an, ankle, with an ankle injury. These two guys will be both looked at at the All-Star break. And Jeremiah Robinson Earl, of course, is still out with that foot injury. Uh, about five more weeks to go on Jeremiah Robinson Earl and that foot injury. For the Bulls, they did not have Alonzo Ball or Caruso or Levine or Patrick Williams or Javante Green. Thunder start Josh Giddy, Trey Mann, Isaiah Roby, Darius Baisley, and Lou Dorp. The Bulls start AO, Kobe White, Troy Brown Jr., DeMar DeRozan, and Nikola Vucevic. The mailball pick was Lou Dort. Lou Dort hit five of them, so I was right. And the MVP of this game, I'm going to give it to Pokoshevsky because he deserves to have all the praise after uh, his slow start to the year. And the Bulls win 106-101. to 101. In this game on Saturday, it's a five-game losing streak for the Thunder. They take on the New York Knicks tonight on Valentine's Day. So we'll recap that game tonight as well. It's a five-to-week podcast talking Thunder basketball. Do not miss it. Subscribe for free across all platforms. The Thunder sit 17 and uh, 39. They're five games back of the worst record in the NBA. And we'll see what happens tonight in the Paycom Center against the Knicks, who whenever the Thunder do not have Lou Dort, SGA, Muscala, or Jeremiah Robinson Earl. And so we'll see how that all fares tomorrow on Locked on Thunder. Make sure you're there. Make sure you're subscribing. Make sure you're listening every single day. And for live updates, follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. And until then, be good and be good to one another.